talking about man i think i feel like we need some wrestling music man some wrestling music i mean since we just had wrestlemania he did the countdown on i see the logo when the logo gonna come on the screen he's like oh my god is that steve austin huh. we just gotta come out the back like can that man what the rock is coming. that's it man you're like no i can't but i'm hungry as fuck yeah though. shout I'm out good you know what I'm, I'm a shout out to you know i was a i grew up a wrestling fan mm-hmm. i do the intro in a second but i grew up a wrestling fan um you know, I got off of it a little bit when I started to really let the racism sink in a little bit. And I was like, I can't watch this shit no more. Yeah. But I will say there's a couple of uh, black women that have been uh, making strides in both the, the WWE and the AEW. Uh, so shout out to those black ladies. I, I, one name I got to go find because she's new in WWE. But the other one is uh, uh, Miss Cargill. Uh, we follow her on the other page. But doing some good things man because they one they didn't have a a large women's wrestling contingent back when i was a kid but now not only is the the women's wrestling you know popular uh but it's a couple black chicks that are mm-hmm. champions mm-hmm. Get it, huh? yeah okay. yeah getting it and okay. it, you go look at them pics you black yeah 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 i see i see what's up yeah they literally feel like like action heroes um yeah, it was one shit. Like, even after her match, they showed her flexing. She had an eight-pack popping. Like, after Ooh. she won, I was like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to y'all, man. Oh, and all the black performers trying to make a way in, in the WWE as racist as the shit is. Mm-hmm. It's like every time they have a black tag team. Give it up for the Saints. Yeah, they got to be cooning and shit, man. They got to have, you know, chains on and dancing around mm-hmm. and doing all kind of silly shit. Every time it's two black mm-hmm. dudes together, it's like, oh, you niggas must be rappers. <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> so, way back when. My stepfather, my uh, first stepfather, his cousin was Coco Beware. Yeah, Coco Beware, <laughs> Junkyard Dog. Yeah, that's how far back. All of them. All of <laughs> them yeah. back there going to Harlem way, Heat. Way, way back. Yeah, going to Harlem Heat, going to anybody. Nation oh, yeah. of Domination, which they, 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 they modeled after the Black Panther Party. Like, all this stuff was very stereotypical, which was just nuts. Oh, you know, it's, it's entertainment, man. It is. It's, it's entertaining. Time. It's entertaining today. Uh, today audience, you know, and they do what they gotta do to make money. They do, man. I just like black people. They do what they gotta do to make money. Play they do, man. And it's you know Get them where they want to be. It's it's a constant battle, man, because of capitalism. It's like what what kind of shit am I gonna be willing to do to make a dollar, man? I understand you gotta do what you gotta do in some cases, but it's like, mm-hmm. whoo, some of the mm-hmm. shit we opt into, man. Jesus. Uh, so. What's going on? Whiskey Therapy Podcast. What's the uh, Back at it again. Uh, OnlyFans. Back at it again. It's your, <laughs> <laughs> it's your main man, Masco on the mic. I got Bane across from me. Yo, what's up? We're trying to make him look less bright on the, on the camera. I don't hey, know if that's hey, possible. Hey, team bright skin, baby. He team yeah, bright skin. And, and here's the funniest thing, right? Here's the funniest thing. So the engineer, for the people who are watching this on YouTube and <laughs> I, you know, uh, for the folks listening who can't see us, the engineer actually made Bane look darker than me on the screen. Now, I got a light on my head, and I look like skin. <laughs> and I highly appreciate it, too. When I tell people, I'm only half yeah. light skin. People just don't believe me, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I look, look like I've been tanning or something in here. Look at that boy. Look at that side view. Like I've been tanning in here. Yo, man. Get some. Bane want hair and don't want hair at the same time. Yeah, I don't. You know me. Well, I'm a Gemini. You know, I'm always confused. Yeah. All the time. Bane, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Nah, I'm good, man. I just want everything. <laughs> Chris Rock, I want everything. There's so many layers. Everything. There's so many layers. And speaking of that, I'm going to just tell you guys now, we are not going to talk about <laughs> the Will Smith and Chris Rock <laughs> That's what you want to talk about. <laughs> we are not going to talk about Hey, when we came in, the engineer, he was like a kid, was like, yeah. man, I know what y'all going to talk about. We're not going to talk about We're not going to talk about that laughing. shit. You know why? Because we covered it. And you know when we covered it, and I, and I said for the engineer that's in that man have been here for the podcast, you know when we covered it? Everybody need an educational ass whooping every once in a while. 
Sometimes being slapped in the face is good for your health. Hey, hey, hey. I don't give a fuck. On stage, backstage, under stage, you said what you said. I felt how I felt. What the five fingers say to the face. That's <laughs> it. We done. Yeah. Ain't nothing to talk about. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't. That's I, my thing about it. It's, it's not whether or not if I agree with it. It's the fact that I really just don't care. No, I don't. That's the biggest thing. It don't matter where he's, he could have slapped him wherever he wanted to slap him. If you yeah. say something. Sometimes you need to know in life that there's consequences, and a lot of yeah. time people get people get away with saying way, shit. I didn't watch the show anyway because I don't really care yeah. about none of that. So a lot of time people, you know, people say shit. We talked about it before when we talked about the Batman comparisons to Bane and all that shit. Sometimes people need to be reminded that there's consequences. You can't just go around saying shit and behaving a certain way just because you feel like it's okay, or that you think because of where you at, yeah. you ain't going, you ain't going to yeah. feel the consequences. That's true. And that goes both ways too. Yeah. That goes, you know, for the person getting slapped and the person doing the slapping. It is what it is. You know, consequences come you know, in all kinds of directions. That's it. So I'm looking. I'm looking. All I'm looking forward to is going to be new content coming out from Will Smith and new content from Chris Rock because yeah. now they they hot right now. So they got you know Chris mm-hmm. Rock on tour. I saw, I saw his brother up. on stage to see him when he went on stage that last comedy joint he did. Huh. Tony Rock. No. He was like, I'm going to get this off my chest right now and tell you one thing. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming on this stage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Funny. A lot of content coming out. So shout out to the content yeah. creators. Um, yeah. I, you know what? It's entertainment. Yeah. Look, I'm, you know, whether whether they go through it with stage or it wasn't stage and all this other stuff and right, wrong, and different, it's still entertainment. It is a and TV And that's what those show. people do. They entertain. It so, is hey. a TV show and everybody it is has been thoroughly entertained. Exactly. You did your job. And that's what they're supposed to Congratulations, do. Congratulations, gentlemen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to what we're drinking today. Oh, for real, because this is, ooh, this is thing is, let me, let me start, because this thing is stout. Oh, let's start. And horrible, but, oh my God. What <laughs> way you had? So, I had like three or four people suggest this to me, right? Okay. Are you still friends with those people? Because <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're on the fence. There's some close acquaintances, but. <laughs> it sounds like you're on the fence. So, this is uh, Trails End. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And like I said, I had three or four different people. And this joint is 105 proof. Woo! Way out of my league from what I normally drink, right? <laughs> but everybody was like, you know, it's not bad. You know, it's just kind of smooth, yada, yada, yada. Sure. You know what? I'm a Will Smith Alden Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Alden Boys. Because this thing is stout. Wow. And I saw one that was a trails in. It was a rye. I can't imagine what the rye oh, tastes no, like. Oh, no, the rye got to taste like. Oh, like, like this thing is just stout. I something. can't imagine what the rye Ugh. tastes like. Ugh. Yeah. So I'm just going to let y'all know. It's, it say 105 proof. It felt, felt like I'm drinking fire. If they had liquid fire, that's what this tastes like. <laughs> like so I should have brought down. something to mix it with. This thing. Thumbs bora. down. They yeah. spell, so I give those titties four thumbs down. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah it's going to have me pissing hot stuff later or something. I, I don't know. I, I am on the other side of the spectrum. So I have a, a cocktail that I made at the house. I just throw some shit together at times. So I started off with a base of uh, moonshine, which, of course, people hear, hey, it's high, but it's not. It's the opposite. So Sugarland Shine makes a old-fashioned lemonade moonshine, but it's only 40 proof. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for moonshine. Only yeah, 40 yeah, proofs. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only forty proof. So I started that with the base. Um, I added about two ounces of a hundred proof of Wilderness Trail, mm-hmm. um, just to you know put some put some umph on it. Yeah, a little stack. Because yeah, I needed something else on top. Zing. Right. Uh, put a little bit of topo, uh, lime topo. Put some lime juice in it. A little bit of simple syrup, and then I topped it off with a splash of pomegranate juice. Man, um, mixing, mixing today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the cocktail that I have. And you know me, I don't. 
you know, I won Mississippi to Mississippi. I don't measure anything that go yeah. in my cup. So I yeah, just you feel, feeling good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing like suede. I just I mix it till it till it tastes good. Yeah. But I get there faster. Shout out to the worst <laughs> drink mixer that, that we ever known in our life. But I get there faster than he does apparently. So that's the concoction I got. That's some ice in there too. It's you know 80 degrees outside in Houston. So Boy, and and humid. And humid, and the pollen and is humid. kicking everybody ass. Came out the house, my tires are sweating already. Oh, like, what the hell is I, going on out here? Pollen's kicking everybody ass um, out here, but the weather, the weather's good during the day. You know, it gets a little warm by eighty-one degrees, but at night it's been pretty breezy. Yeah, which is good. Good cigar smoking weather. Which oh is man, beautiful. Where I'm headed tonight. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. So that's when I'm on to start. Um, I got a full glass. See if I can get through all this today. Uh, I added the hundred proof just so I can add the foolery for you guys. Um, <laughs> Do I have a rant? I don't know if I have a rant, man. Life is going pretty I good. I don't have a rant, but I did want to start off. Um, I was thinking about ways to make the last Batman and most of them not suck or just to make them better. So here's what I thought. And this was inspired by helping you move your Knights of the Round Table <laughs> earlier this week. And that table square, man. Because you, because you, yeah, but that shit was made out of, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it was made out of uh, what's the what's the headstone? It was made out of fucking headstone. <laughs> that motherfucker was heavy, bro. So here's the shit. Man called me. Well, he texted me his brother like, "Hey, I need somebody to help me move this table." I'm thinking he moving it out or something like that. No, this motherfucker is like an inch offline. So he want to move this table. It but was, I know it was bothering me. But I know when he called it was bothering me, me, I know if he called anybody to move a table, that table got to be heavy as shit. Because he would have tried the one hand and picked this up with his big, with his, by his big ass up. So I went over there. Now I expected that he grabbed one side, I grabbed the other side, and I go woo. As soon as I put my hands under it, I'm like, bro, it is unnecessary for you to have a table this fucking heavy. I told you that bitch was heavy. <laughs> and then to call me over here because it's one inch off because it wasn't in line with shit. I said, well, your OCD was kicking your ass today. I mean, it was hurting me, man. It was hurting me, bro. It's been hurting me for like a month. Oh, man. I'm trying to get it right. Oh. That room is fucked up, though. But that's a whole other story, though. Yeah, we moved it a couple times. We switched the rug around, and it was still like, ah, this is dude. Yeah. <laughs> so the next month, he's going to call me back <laughs> to move the table over another inch. So you know what I did, though? I well, did find online a round rug. Okay. And I was thinking maybe if I go with a round rug, it might fit better. But, you know, that's it. <laughs> so you going to come in and move that heavy-ass table. Yeah. So put the round put rug, the round rug underneath. underneath. <laughs> Until he don't like and it. And I put the other rug in the living room. Oh, man. So <laughs> I went over and you were watching uh, Blade. Yes, and sir. And you were going back. So I, mean, I started watching. You know, I went back and watched, uh, I forget the other joint that was on Netflix with Thor on And I went and watched that one. And then I went back and watched Blade because I saw mm-hmm. On YouTube, they were showing fight clips. Which one on Thor? The Thor movie or the no, no, Ragnarok? No, 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 not no. The actor he did the Netflix oh, joint, the Extraction. Extraction. Okay, I thought you were talking about that one they had on there called Ragnarok. No, it was no. kind of crazy. It was like a foreign joint. Yeah, no, I went back and watched. Uh, it was crazy though. They was fucking people up. Was I started it and I needed something else because everything else is boring me right now. So I yeah. might go back and rewatch and try yeah, to finish it. They got it. two seasons now. It's, it's, it's a little off, but it's just yeah. yeah, they were killing shit. So you know, and that's enough for me. I went back and watched Extraction because I wanted to see a lot of the fight scenes he was doing and the knife work that was going mm-hmm. on and the, and the gun on gun stuff was kind of it was John Wick ish, but it wasn't as cartoonish, right? Like people weren't falling, you know, off of eighteen story buildings and walking away. Yeah. wasn't shit like that, right? Uh, it's a good movie. Shout out, shout out to Thor in that movie for for making that Extraction. But it brought me back to Blade. <laughs> Keep calling um, Thor. Yeah, because <laughs> look, his my favorite character his is Fat Thor. So anyway. <laughs> It's Fat Thor. Beer, in the you should have said that the first time. Yeah, Fat Thor. Beer. And then the second one was, uh, I think he was the one that was in Ghostbusters. I think it was him that was in Ghostbusters. <laughs> I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters yet. 
I, I watched it for him because he's hilarious yeah. in there. Because uh, yeah, they switch it around that. with the ladies. Well, yeah. they have a newer one out that has. Oh, you talking about the other ones? I thought you were talking about the new one. Okay, nah. I saw the one with the chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was funny. In yeah, there. he was yeah. just funny in there. So yeah, he was hilarious. But yeah, yeah two favorite characters of there uh, was Fat Thor in that one. So you talking about the one with the kids in it? I went back uh, and was watching the first Blade because mm-hmm. I wanted to go back and rewatch the fight scenes. Right. Now that we saw some other stuff going on, and I was thinking, I was like, look, here's my theory. That can make a better movie. To me, Blade was a far better uh, hero than some of the other heroes that we've had in other movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Batman. But Batman had better villains, right? Yeah. Than, than Blade had. Yeah. So I was like, if you put Blade and give him some better villains, right? That'll be a yeah. Dope because movie. a hero can only be as good as the villains. That'll be as far as you movie. can go. That'll be a dope movie. Uh, and shout out to Blade and the foresight they had. Where it was a it was a black lead character that was a superhero, uh, which they didn't really market as Marvel as much as they do now. Yeah, they didn't really market it as a Marvel character. You know, he's a Marvel character. And then he had a black co star, a black co lead that was a lady. And I started looking her up because I looked at the abs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was mm-hmm. an Avon dancer, mm-hmm. which explains mm-hmm. her abs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shout out to her shout too. Out. Yeah. I don't want to butcher her name. Uh, but shout out to her too as the first black co-lead in a Marvel movie that, like I said, she don't get throwback to. But I was thinking of that and I was like, he was dope in all of the movies, mm-hmm. but the villains were terrible. Oh, they were still bad. <laughs> the villains were terrible in every one of the movies. The dude in the first one was bad. Hmm? It was like no reason this dude should be trying to pick up a sword and fight. At all. Uh, the dude in the second one, I, I'll give this, at least the second one, they had a... Uh, they tried to elevate. I like the storyline. Harder character. I like the storyline. Harder villain. Yeah, I like the, the storyline you know I mean? in the second one better with that and him being hard as fuck to kill. Yeah, I, I like the second one better. And then the third one with, with Dracula. It's like yeah. I think they should have had a better character, a better person play Dracula. Uh, they should have because it didn't make the scenes good with him. No, uh, look the best the best short Dracula. Was uh, I got to go look it up, but it's back with his origin story. I got to go look up the character. I know if I say the movie, you'll know which one I'm talking about. But it actually showed him as the conqueror um, before he turned into Dracula. Oh. But it was so short, though. Yeah, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was so yeah. short um, that just, I was like, you didn't even get to the good if part. You, if you got Blade, that's a character that does martial arts. You need villains that support that role. Yeah, to make the fight scenes that much better. Yeah. Like the best character that really the fight scenes was mm-hmm. the one from the second one when he was fighting the uh, main vampire daughter because she was sick. Yeah. And it was yeah. like that made the fight scenes better. Yeah. So this it was Dracula Untold mm-hmm. and it had Luke Evans that was Count Dracula in it, but it was so short. But it had him as a Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. yeah they had him yeah. as Vlad the Impaler and kind of showed that piece. But if they ever did a sequel to that one. Yeah. Um, like they've been, they've been hugging Dracula. I like the the Netflix series they had it where they made him a little bit, you know, the son of Dracula. They made him a little cold, but they've been hugging Dracula. That'd be another one to remake if you want to make mm-hmm. vampire movies. Um, if y'all could really make Dracula like Dracula was supposed to be, yeah, it'd be dope. Yeah. So make it, Dracula like um, you ever seen The Strain? You ever watched The Strain? Yeah, that's my show right there. That's how vampires supposed to be. Yeah, like so, The Strain, like 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 they don't care about nothing, like. This is it, and this is how it's gonna be. So if you made if you made Blade and you put him against like a real Dracula, yeah. like a legit Dracula, oh yeah. man, that'd be the that'd be the the highest grossing movie you ever have out. Um, but now that Wesley Snipes is old, we got to get somebody else that has actual martial arts training uh, to do it. And we were talking about the series coming out mm-hmm. with uh, I think it's Mahershala Ali that's supposed to be playing Blade. I, I hope he's training. 
Yeah, I hope he's training legit with some with some martial art instructors. Because you know what's going to happen is this, if he's not, it's going to end up like the equalizer. <laughs> which which one? <laughs> with uh, with Puma Latif. Okay, I was like, which one? <laughs> because because you're gonna look at the fight scenes and be like, this is horrible. Yeah, like this is just shitty. Like yeah, like you didn't do no training or nothing. You just came in. And just just stood there and like you try to throw a punch, but you look like a you know a little baby when it fell out the womb or something, you know. Yeah, it's, like a seal flopping on the ground. It's like, what are you doing? I understand. I understand the need for female leads in action movies, and I and I'm all for it. But for the most part, like women, like they've been hulling y'all. Like y'all have been done a disservice by the lack of training you guys have had and mm-hmm. the way they choreograph your scenes. It's like, look, if you're going against a dude that's 225 and he continue to punch you in your face, you ain't just going to keep getting up. Like, let's yeah. let's just stop yeah. right there. Yeah. Let's just you know, you know, Angela and Jolie ain't going to get kicked in your ribs three times and get up and yeah, laugh yeah, it yeah. off. Let's 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 relax. Now, I understand that there's some stuff that happens that's outlandish in, 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 in male fight scenes. And we call that out, too. But there's a way to make to make women superheroes look better. Like, I love Black Widow. Yeah. And everything that she does, right? right. She, yeah. she avoids she being used, hit. She used what she had. Yeah, and she avoids being yeah. hit a lot for not actually being an Avenger, yeah. but not actually being a superhero or have right. powers like the other yeah. ones do, um, which I'm going to go back and watch Black Widow, too, because I actually enjoyed that between her and her yeah, sister. her sister. That's what you say, her sister. <laughs> sister She's like, hilarious. you like my vests? Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 pockets. We got lots of pockets. Love that. I uh, actually liked her in- um, Hawkeye? Yeah, I yeah. liked her in Hawkeye, too. Mm-hmm. The poser was the best for me. Boy, you're a poser. Why do you do this? Yeah, why do you? Why do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> so she's hilarious. Shout out to that actress. I'll look up her name so I don't butcher it later. But that was my opinion on making uh, Batman better, even though it's DC. But putting something like if you have the same villain, so DC, what DC has done well in the Batman series is create good villains, right? I'll even take yeah. I'll take Danny DeVito as the fucking Penguin. Like it's done well at villains. Even though the heroes have been kind of trash, yeah, and and they keep the same villains, but they twist them just a little bit. Yeah, you know they adjust them just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like how many versions of the Joker have we seen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know where there was versions from. You yeah, know the Jack, old Batman, yeah, you know Jack yeah. Nicholson, to, even before to that, yeah, Heath Ledger to mm-hmm. uh, the new Batman, not the new Batman, but the Suicide Squad, the Joker yeah. that was in there, like when he was like a young Joker. Yeah, like, yeah. even he was wild. He was, and actually, I people were giving him shit. And maybe I'll ask you because you probably had an opinion on kid about uh about that that Joker that was in Suicide Squad. But I found him entertaining. Well, I liked him. Hey, I when they showed him that scene when he had the knives laid out. Yeah, he was in the yeah. I was like, that's yes, that's the kind of Joker that I like. Right. I now. find that wildly entertaining. Um, or if, even uh, did you see? Did you see Gotham? Like the he wasn't the Joker, yeah, but the s- character similar to the yeah, Joker. the kid, yeah, 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 yeah. Even, even he was entertaining. He was entertaining, and then um, him having a twin brother and stuff, and it was like backwards. It was yeah, even that was entertaining. He did very well. He surprised me in that role because mm-hmm. he actually did very well. Um, and I like it when actors in that space do a character that deviates from how right. they've been seen. Yeah. Because he did well. Because uh, what was the other one he was in? Like Road Trip or Family Trip or whatever he yeah, was? Yeah, the balls yeah. were stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the young kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got bit by the, the one playing brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. That was a hilarious movie. Yeah, but they do a good job with Batman. With you could tell they like kind of have the characters according to the time. Mm. You know, it's like when the, the the one character I didn't like was I didn't like when Jim Carrey played the Riddler. No, but it wasn't his fault. 
that was the way they wanted to cast the Riddler, so they casted Jim Carrey because he fit the role that they wanted him to play. Yeah. But I didn't like the role that they that they wrote for the Riddler. The Riddler was never that goofy. He wasn't. But what's what's odd about it is if they would have wrote it differently, I think Jim Carrey would have killed the fucking Riddler. Exactly. Because I think he has the acting chops. He would have killed he the Riddler. And that's what I think, too. He, it's, it's just the way they wrote it. They wrote it as a goofy role. Yeah. And the Riddler was never that goofy. Yeah, he would have killed the Riddler had they written it differently. So I think what needs to happen is a marriage between DC's villains and some of Marvel's heroes. And I think we'll we'll have a decent movie on both sides because uh, Marvel movies are really, you know, hero heavy yeah. on that side where it's like the villains are and like mm-hmm. it got so bad that they had to fight each other. Right. Civil War. Marvel's always like got some kind of just crazy outlandish like, yeah. Yeah. you know, the universe or, they, you know, they fighting like some black smoke or something like that. Yeah. Just just way, way out there. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, the the Spider Man series is all in. Yo, here's uh, Spider Man. Yo, how the new ones? How are you Spider Man? But your aunt still got to go to work and you poor, bro. Like, how are we? You Spider Man, bro. You can't get no endorsements or nothing, man. I made just out there struggling, bro. Like, <laughs> like that's man. that's the history of the character, man. Yeah, I know, but it's like, bro. unfortunately, yeah, I get it. But you still trying to go character. to school, my guy. You can't get no endorsements. Yeah. This is the YouTube era. You ain't got no YouTube following. It's the history of the character. You can't get man. no. You can't get no revenue on IG or nothing, bro. Uh, man, I hear struggling. Get only fans. Yeah, you can't get the OnlyFans or something, man. Go find me. Something. Yeah, they had to make Aunt May young. They made a Marissa right. Tomei, yeah. right? Like you right. can't come on. Even Aunt May could have had an OnlyFans back. For, you know, Boy. the new version. That yeah, she had. the new version. Yeah, the new version. The new Aunt May. Yeah, the new like, Aunt May. That's my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to see who. I'm trying to see who the next one gonna be. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, my cousin. Yeah, yeah. That Aunt May. She got a. You yeah. know, he called her aunt. They the same age. <laughs> uh, Uncle Ben was doing something right. Boy, boy. Because that ain't the aunt May. You see, you see how they deviated from the story? Yeah, that's what they did, though. Yeah. So I'm cool with the deviation, but if you're going to do yeah. it, do it all the way. You gave Mary Jane some color. <laughs> Finally. Shout out to Zendaya, yeah. who's amazing in everything. Boy, Gary gave us some color. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> and then uh, gave him a fat sidekick. <laughs> which is also hilarious. Um <laughs> It's like a joke. It's like a <laughs> black, white, and Asian like walking to <laughs> create a new movie. What is it? Spider Man. Let's say walking to a bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't. Do you have any oh. rants? I don't have any rants. Man, I don't have any rants. I'm gonna continue down this path because it's great that I don't have any rants. I'll come up with some later. It's great we don't have any rants. Uh, life's been pretty well. Um, my son is hilarious. If you guys hear on the podcast, I'm a little congested because you know Tyler's get the cooties. Uh, <laughs> that's, I'm telling you, man, that's why I don't like little kids, man. Tyler gets the cooties, but it was his <laughs> walking around with Cheetos on him and shit and <laughs> snotty noses all the time. Talking about Mister, hey man, get off me, bro. Look, man, I just I, I except for <laughs> except for yo, you know your kid different. You but know. I but I still laugh. Kids different, but the rest of them, I, hey, man. I still laugh at some of the shit that just kids do when you just watch them do shit. So today, uh, for example, his mom texted me was like, you know, hey. Uh, he got mad at the teachers because they woke him up from his nap. <laughs> so he he cried for a minute and just laid back down on the floor where everybody else was walking around <laughs> and went back to sleep. I was like, yeah, that seemed about right. And as soon as he gets up, he playing around and some little girl go take a snack and bring it to him. I said, hey, man. They <laughs> living that son, life already. My son got life figured out. He living that already. life already. He like, yo, I'll wake up when I wake up. And when I wake up, I better have snack. a snack. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So man, shout out shout out to people who are actually watching their kids grow up and all the rest of you guys who who by choice are not around your kids. 
fuck y'all. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not around your kid by other means, I can't say nothing to you. You are you are missing some times, but I love being present and watching just watching kids grow and the stuff they figure out. So it's cool. Um, nah, man, everything's good, man. Like life is good, weather's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. shit's going well. There's no no complaints, man. Uh, fight camp is ramping up a little bit. Huh, look at him getting ready. That fat kid getting yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing I'm get doing updates because I told ready, you I, I announced that I'm doing it, so I want to give you guys updates. Fight camp is going well. Um, I'm getting I'm getting better at jumping rope with a rope. I need some official dates, man, so I can get my schedule right. I'll tell you, I, I, every, it's the last weekend in June, and I tell you all, all the right. time. So that is the 24th through the 26th. Okay. That's it. That's what when it's going to be. What day is the actual fight? 26th of Sunday. Okay. That's what I need to know. So Friday and Saturday are training, and then the fights are normally on Sunday. So fights and barbecue on Sunday. That way, if you get knocked out, I can put that whole in slow motion. <laughs> oh, Tim, it's going to be enough phones for people to catch me getting knocked out if I get knocked out. There's gonna be enough of that. Just don't just don't look at us while you're fighting. <laughs> don't pull a mask. Stop the mask. Yeah, don't pull a mask. No, nah, that's not gonna. It's not gonna. Don't look at us. No, nah, you not. need looking at that dude right nah. there. Nah, yeah, the one that knocked you crazy. <laughs> nah, that ain't the me, one man. That choked you out. Yeah, that ain't me, man. No, so camp's going good. I'm like, you know, like fat fat boy on skates when I'm in there. Yeah. Um, Getting better at jumping rope with rope. So the joke is, these guys, I'm going to tell my brothers for those of you, I'll let you in on the joke. So I just, I, the rhythm of jump rope, and I just can't fucking get. So I just say fucking, and I jump rope without the rope. He, he, he air roping. Yeah, yeah, so I he air, air jumping. I air, yeah, I air roping. He's I doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do my hands and joint, but I just couldn't use the rope. <laughs> but because a big part of if you're doing boxing training is jump rope, that yeah, seems to be timing. default. It's all about timing. I say, you know what? Let me try. Let me give it a shot. Force myself to do it. I'm getting better. Let me tell you what happened. As soon as mm. I got better at doing jump rope, the bottom of my feet hurts so much <laughs> right now because I got flat feet. Yeah, I'm about to say yes, flat feet. I yeah. got flat feet, man. And I'm like, I got better at something. My feet hurt. This is some old man shit. The bottom of my feet hurt when so I walk you need around. To, you need to get out them boxing shoes while you jump and roll. Yeah. While you starting. I just starting to do some other stuff. Feet, yeah, I was yeah. trying to break into boxing some shoes. Some good cross but. trainers or some uh, mm. even some good runners or some, something with some cushion in them. And then transition slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I went all in, and yeah, my feet, my feet telling me something different. Mm, yeah. uh, but it's good. We getting more, you know, more people coming through to help. You know, punches in the face, which is dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing like a wake up call. Yeah, nothing like a wake good up. Good morning. Call, which is which is fun. So that's my update on my side. Uh, what's going well, on I'm with doing you, man? Good, man. I've been uh been back lifting. You know, starting trying to lift a little heavy again. Mm. But it is wearing me out. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling everybody out there, I'm talking about tired. <laughs> I was so tired today, I was falling asleep in the barber chair. I mean, I almost, I was, it wouldn't, oh, hey, wait a minute. It, it was, I was, I was out. It's been, it's, this first two weeks been rough, man. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's nothing like what I used to live, but I'm trying to get back. You know, I tried to do the rep thing for a while. It just, it just, yeah. just feel like you're in the gym forever. It's just too much work. Yeah, the lightweights and stuff you're trying to get to. You know, I was like, I'm cool with being a strong, semi-fat kid. I'm good, man. Shout out to E Honda. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't have to be like super, you know, shredded and, you know, you go to make your bicep and you got three veins across the top. I don't need all that. <laughs> you know, I just need to be semi in shape and strong as fuck. And I'm good. Hey, I'll man. take that. Hey, man. I went. So, I, told, I told you about it. We, me and Bang was talking about related to his story about lifting weights and whether or not, you know, we want to get back to get back slim or not. So I go into a gym to get my meal prep on. <laughs> And uh, it's a juice bar in there. And there's a couple <laughs> folks in there that are preparing for bodybuilding shows. So they they cutting down, they trimming. There's some dudes in there, you know. They got you know zero percent body fat and all that <laughs> shit walking around. So I walk in there, and the young lady making the juice. Shout out to Auntie Juan, and she making the juice. And she was like, "Oh man, I kind of feel bad." 
you know, making his juice kind of feel bad. I said, hey, so you want some whiskey in that? She said, yeah. So I go out to the truck, you know, I get some whiskey. I keep some on me. So I bring the whiskey and everybody stopped their workout and look over. And it was like, mm, that look good. I said, see what happened when you let a fat dude in the gym? <laughs> Hey man, it's like a virus, bro. Hey man, look, it's like a virus. So you can keep your eight pack and all your muscles, but as soon as a fat guy come in that like to eat pizza and drink whiskey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hey. it's party, it's go time, baby. You, let me tell you, I love what the plan feel already, fellas. Yeah, yeah it's go time. <laughs> He's like, you keep that on, you you know it. Yeah, I love what the plan feel, and I got fellas. a backup just in case. Hey, because you gotta have backup because everybody gonna drink your shit. Mm. Yeah, so always. I keep, yeah, I keep I keep a throwaway in the backup always. Mm-hmm. With me. I call myself Bourbon Claw sometimes. I yeah. keep I yeah. keep whiskey in the truck for gifts, and I keep mm-hmm. for, you know break glass in case of emergency. Hey, that's it. You never know. Nah, you never know, man. I so. tell you what, man. I did have a pretty good conversation this week. Oh shit! It was Check this shit out. Check this. Check this shit out. So I'm at work talking with this with this dude, and he had went through one of the things that I went through some years ago. Goes out on the first date Years ago Years ago Yeah Yeah this has been some while This has been you know Five six seven years ago Mm -hmm. So He goes out on a date First date Mm -hmm. And like in the first ten minutes The chick tell him that She's looking for a guy That's cool with being A stay at home dad (laughs) (laughs) So I said I said okay (laughs) Okay Hey Africa and Doc Anyways I'm like okay I say so what did you say Mm Hmm. And he was like, well, you know, I just told her, I was like, I don't really know you like that right now. And it would kind of depend on our situation when it comes to that point. Mm-hmm. So me and him talking back and forth for a little bit. So I said, you know what? I said, this is what you need to tell her. From experience. No, no, not even from experiences, because back then I didn't think about it this way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and I want to ring in, I want to see what you think about this. <laughs> sure. Holla at your boy. <laughs> sure. If a woman... Knows that she wants a guy to be a stay-at-home dad, mm-hmm. and she tells him that in the beginning when they dating. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. And ladies, you can tell me what you think about this. <coughs> Please tell him. I think she should treat him like a stay-at-home dad. Explain. So when we go out with a woman and we get serious, right? Mm-hmm. Before you can get to a point to where you're engaged and stuff, you're building a track record. Mm-hmm. You're 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 building some stability and some trust, right? So if a woman wants a man to be a stay-at-home dad, she needs to build that same stability and that same trust. Okay. So I'm like, bro, when the bill come, give it to her. <laughs> you start setting precedent. I got you. Yeah, because that's what, what it's going to be like. That's what you said. If, if, if you're going to be a stay-at-home dad, yeah, that's what yeah. she really wants you to be. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. So how can you trust that all of a sudden when you have kids, now you got to quit your job and she's going to be okay with taking care of everything. Sure. She got to get used to being on time. Yeah. All of a sudden, if she don't prove herself now or along the way. Okay. I got you. So, and that wasn't something I thought about when I was younger. This was something that I thought about while he and I was having that conversation. Sure. It's like, tell her, hey, yeah. if that's really what you want to do, mm-hmm. then you got to show me now that that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because you can't expect me to just all of a sudden trust you when you hadn't been showing me this. You hadn't been that person. Okay. So what you think about that? Um, ladies and gentlemen. And folks that don't identify with a gender Because I got to uncover everybody These yeah. days or whatever letter you are um, I like that because that's the whole point Whatever letter you are Shouldn't matter your gender If you want to be the breadwinner Whatever letter you are I will start Damn. by saying this I'm going to answer this on behalf of every motherfucker Who don't live life like Bane And this other pretty motherfucker he talking about live Oh come on Because this man. shit ain't never happened to regular people <sighs> So regular guys 
I'm talking to this. I'm asking this on your behalf. Here we go. Because I got to talk to these pretty motherfuckers here. That's on the line. Here we go. I just want y'all to hear. I want y'all to hear. Here we go. I'm trying to get. Y'all don't be believing me sometimes when I tell y'all. I try to tell y'all sometimes. Y'all don't believe me when I tell you about this motherfucker. The shit that happened in his life. Because he didn't happen. It didn't happen just one time. It happened multiple times. So now he's talking to another pretty motherfucker that he he mentored. But if it happens again, I know what to say now. He mentoring up the pretty motherfucker. Still learning. Still learning. So, first point. Second point. <laughs> this guy here always entertaining. Um, you are correct because women put us through the same test, right? Right? You still you gotta. It's a lot of them that you know. Bill come, they don't reach. They don't reach for the bill. They want to make sure you cover that. You want to go out, you pay for it. You want to go on vacation, they're expecting you to pay for it. So they, if if she wants you to be in that role, then yeah, she got to show that. She can handle it, and right. she got it, and, and the other, she's willing, and the willing other part, and capable. Well, the other part about it too, that's willing and capable financially and in action. But the other part of it is, it's better for you to figure out before you quit your job and shit mm-hmm. to figure mm-hmm. out how y'all relationship dynamic is going to work. Because mm-hmm. maybe you just not that type of dude. Yeah. So you may not be yeah. built to be a stay at home dad. Because what mm-hmm. if she come home and you want to do something and she jump fly and tell you? You ain't making no money around this motherfucker. Yeah. You can't make no decision. Uh-huh. You can't tell me what's going on in my house. Yeah. You can't say shit about Preach. driving my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't say shit about the clothes that I bought you. That's yeah. on your back. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So you got to make sure as a man that you okay, you know, being, you know, like a homeless sexual. You got to be okay with, you know, just fucking for a place to stay. And, you know, roof over your head, you know, hey. some, some clothes and shit like that. Everybody not built like that. Yeah. And then what happened if it don't work out after that? Now, here's the other part. You done gave up all your now, shit. Now, I'm going to say. Now, now I'ma you say, out here on your own. Now, I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. Trying to get you by. You know. Trying and I to know, get by. You know and I know. A high, it's a high probability <laughs> that as soon as she gets you being this stay-at-home dad, it's mm. gonna be a opposite side dude knocking the bottom out of it, huh. cause she ain't gonna like you no more. Once you mm. become subservient, or because you come in the house, she's gonna view you as lesser than her as a beta, yep. which means she may not get her rocks off no more with how you do it. But some other alpha who makes more money than she does comes around. Mm. You always have that risk. Now, and and this is my other question too. That is this is this very interesting is. Can you be the alpha in a relationship if you're not the breadwinner of the relationship? I think you can try. Well, I mean, you can try to do anything. Well, shit. here's the thing. You know, I could be trying well, to be fucking Jehovah. Well, I make I mean, a, I, well, I make a, I make an easy comparison. Low hanging fruit, pimps. Pimps don't generate the revenue. That is true. But they're still the alpha in a relationship. That is true. So yeah, touche. Exactly. Touche. Yeah, you can still be the alpha in a relationship. You might give me some powder. <laughs> <laughs> and all the money that comes in, as long as that money comes in and you're able to dictate how that money is doled out. Yeah. Sure. There's still people like that that in relationships now. Look, a lot of dudes that, you know, say I want a woman that makes six figures and all that stuff, a lot of the times they want that six figures so that they can decide what to do with that money. Right. Because they oh, want yeah. her to have the money. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you could definitely be in control of the relationship and have somebody money. It's called pimping. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. So yeah, it's some dudes out there that's, So you could be a stay at home dad pimping. Yeah. Pimpin', yeah, because yeah, you know what he gonna do? He ain't gonna be staying home there, taking care of the kids. Hmm. 
he gonna be you gonna be bringing your money in, and he gonna have some other chick watching the kids <laughs> while he chilling. I think we need a maid. Yeah, exactly. Why he chilling? Preferably some from south of the border. And you gonna have this eighteen year old chick, you know, watching your kids, <laughs> teaching your kids Spanish. Yeah, you yeah. gonna ask your kids we what they want to eat, and they gonna be forced. like, "Okay, yeah, okay." Shit. That's how it's gonna be, man. It was, it was, you know, it was a really interesting conversation. No quiero, man. no quiero. <laughs> it was a very interesting conversation, and it's funny because the conversation is so different than it would have been for me five, six, or seven years ago. Yeah, you know, give or take. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like I saw the whole thing differently than what I would have when I was the person that was in those shoes. I mean, you know, I, with somebody saying something like that to me, because now it's like I'm looking at it from the outside, and then I'm thinking like. Okay, if I was really going to consider this, mm-hmm. how would I go about evaluating it to where I would feel comfortable with it happening? Yeah, man. And that's what that's what got me into that mind state of, you know what? Okay, if that's what you say, you got to show me. Mm-hmm. You got to put your money where your mouth is, literally now. Hey, man, I want to give you your flowers on the podcast in front of everybody. I want to give Bane his flowers, man. <laughs> he is creating a safe space for other pretty motherfuckers like him. That have the same problems that he has to save space to talk about those problems because I can't relate to him. When he says <laughs> shit like this, when his brother shout out to Joker, when his brother tells me the stories that happens <laughs> about man, this 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 chick tried to kiss me in my mouth at work. I said, I don't know what that means, sir. I've never had that happen to me at work. There was a time where a chick licked my face, but that's different. <laughs> I never had a scenario. I never had a scenario. Like these guys have. So I don't, I can't relate to him. So I can't really give him advice. But I do like the fact that Bane has now become the mentor of other pretty motherfuckers hey, like him. Somebody's got to do it. And man. I'm going to give you your flowers, bro. I appreciate it. The that. evolution that has happened to where now you I can coach them and say, hey, Hove did that. So you ain't got to go through that. Hey, <laughs> bro, hell, if, you don't, if you don't give back, if you don't try to teach, then what, then what are we doing? Slow clap for you Bane. You know, it's, it's like a legacy. If you don't, if you don't give back, I mean, what are you doing? Hey, man, I like it. I like it. Bang. Cheers know. to you, bro. Man, hey, look, if you are Gracias. a pretty dude out there that's listening to our podcast and you need some help or you need a safe space where other pretty dudes like you can talk, you can come holler at Bang, right? That's one. If you want another side where you actually hey. want to go to Pretty Rod and get married, we got suede. So I got you covered on both sides Ooh. of the fence. Ooh. I got both sides of the fence. I'm so bad. You're <laughs> so much trouble. Hey. Hey. So much trouble. Hey. 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 Go. <laughs> so much trouble. Look, we've gone so many months without editing this podcast. I want to start now. Yeah. We've been doing really good. We've been doing really well. But you know what? It's 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 the odd thing or the funny thing is that people going to think that you're just being funny. But it's a That's difference when you put in certain situations that guys are not normally put in. Mm-hmm. And not only are you trying to navigate them, excuse me, navigate them the way that's best for you and your interests, but you're also trying to navigate like new water or new territory. And like, yeah. you don't have nobody to talk to or ask about it. Yeah. Like you can't ask your homeboy, like, hey, man, this ever happened to you? And they're like, no. You can't ask your fat homeboy. Yeah, like you can't ask your ugly homeboy. I don't know which one of us that is. Uh, but you can't ask us that because we can't get you no answers. Know? We ain't never been there. It's like how many guys like know how to handle it when a woman proposed to him? Boy, I can't. See, I have no idea when they did. Like, I have never had that happen before. You know? What's like, what you going to do? Like, how many guys just going to say yes just to say yes just because it's a woman? He don't want to hurt her feelings. Stay tuned for the book. Ladies you know, and gentlemen, there's <laughs> some crazy things that happen out there. You know, yes, and he's not being facetious. It's, Women have actually proposed to him, 
in real life. And these are different women than the ones that he's talking about, but I'm going to just, we're going to make that, we're going to let that slide. So, uh, to your point, though, um, I was in one of our favorite spots, and they have a a young gentleman there. He's 21 years old, one of the bar backs he works in there. Mm -hmm. And he gets a lot of older women flirting with him. And so, you know, some of the the ladies around were like, ah, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, you in your prime, bro. I said, look, you got 20 years, a good 20 years if you want to use it. You're 21. Yeah. If you want to use it, not saying you have to, but you got a good 20 years of older women that's going to want to hit on you. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, you may not want to do it where you work, but- you you might be the sneaky link for a little bit, bro. Like you, yeah. like you, twenty one, bro. But plus you, twenty one. That ain't your real job, anyways. It, it, That's it, just a place for me. It, it ain't your real job. But here's the other part that you and I have agreed on before: that <laughs> dating older women has helped us progress as men. Right. It helps you with your swag. Yeah. It helps you, you know, yeah. with stuff around the you house. Learn things. You yeah. learn things. You know, they tell you, you need some matching dishes and better pots. Yeah. <laughs> just it, it little <laughs> stuff like that when you're young and I'm telling him and the girls don't understand it because he's like, well, I'm too, you know, I ain't going to be a sneaky link and all that. I'm telling him and I'm looking him dead in his face and I say, hey, bro, mm-hmm. don't listen to nothing they say because they now dealt with a younger dude and went the other way. I said, look, sometimes you get an older lady, they're mature faster than you are, they're going to help you. They're going to try to bring you to the yeah, next level. Exactly. So even if That's it's temporary, it even if it's temporary, she's going to introduce you to a different type of music. Her house is going to smell better in your apartment because at 21, boy, we smell boy, terrible. Man. Her house going to smell better than your. The boy. food she cook going to be better. The sheets going to be better. Everything going to be, be cleaner. Bro, the toilet paper. Everything. You know what's going to be better? The shower curtain, bro. Shower, look. Uh, the shower, shower curtain going to have a liner. Uh, How old were you before you had a liner in your shower curtain? You know what I'm saying? How old were you before you had a liner in look, the shower curtain? Look, how many twenty-year-old, how many twenty-one-year-old women you dating that got a robe when they get out the shower? Boy, zero. And, 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 and different robes. They got the robe from when they get out and they still a little wet, and then they got the silk joint from when they just actually just chilling and getting around the house. That part, the moisturized game is you know? different. They moisturize Boy. different. Wait, so they go all fresh in the shower when they still a little wet. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you still messing with the girl got the Vaseline on the counter. <laughs> All the women know their pH balance, but we, look, we get too down. Hey, we get too far. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm we get fellas, too far down. If you get a woman to come to your house and she grab your zest, let her go. Oh, yo, yeah, yeah. Let her go. Yeah, if she don't complain about the soap you got at 21. And you know who I learned that from? An older woman. She's yeah. like, I know you got some other soap. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. use that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to rock. Yeah, you gotta, that's you gotta, not made for me. No, no. And that's why and that's why you don't invite them to your house. You go to their house because mm. you get to learn and see and experience house get all, better. all the fancy stuff. Yeah, She come to your house. Yeah. House. She got to she looking around like something going to crawl on her. She <laughs> got to bring a bag with her. Yeah, and, and really all she doing is looking, looking at your old ass couch. <laughs> that's all she doing. <laughs> so, no. No, I encourage you if you are a younger gentleman and there's an older woman interested in you. I encourage you, even if it's for a season. I encourage you take mm. thinking of it as a college course. That's it. You just going to summer school or something like that, bro. That's it. You're going to take a graduate school course. It. She's going to help you be a better man so that when you get to bro. a space, your house is you more hospitable. This is the, you know what I've learned? It's funny because I'm only 41. And, you know, a cat I know from work sent me a message so funny the other day. He sent me a little meme. And it was like, uh, he's like, you know, the dude was like, you know, 35 or 40 or something going through a midlife crisis. And he was like, no, you're not. And he was like, well, no, yes, you are. People die when they're like 80. Yeah, like yeah, the average yeah. guy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, get yeah, you. midlife crisis. Like, but anyways, I learned that these different women that you date, they all have different things that you're going to have to deal with and different mm-hmm. things that you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned that if you date a chick to work out a lot, 
you got certain things you have to deal with. Yeah. You know, they, they eat healthy all the time. They're going to talk shit about what you eat or something, depending <laughs> on the person. Mm-hmm. You know, or they got other issues. I mean, it's all the stuff you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to worry about the dudes just trying to hit on her at the gym or something. That it's part. It's such a plethora of things that you have to deal with to be with this person. This body is just fucking amazing. Yes. And mine might be amazing, too. Mm-hmm. But the problems that you're going to have to deal with is different. Mm-hmm. When you deal with an older lady that's setting her ways, it's certain things you're going to have to deal with. Yep. But at the same time, you know, all these different women that you deal with, you can learn different things from them. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody works out like legs harder than a woman. Oh, like day. if I get a chick that want to go work out, she's like, we working legs. I'm like, never mind. Nope. Nope. I can't make it. I got something mm-hmm. to do. Nope. She's going to try to kill you. Nope. That drive and that discipline is different. That's it. You know? So it's it's depending on the type of woman you date. It's 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 you got a set of things you can learn if you shut up and you pay attention, and that's the important part. You can't go in every relationship like you just want to be the man and you know everything and this is just it. This is just how it is. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're younger and you date and you need to keep your mind open and make sure you have that ability to learn. And and that's true. Now, we're talking specifically to men because we've been in that situation. But that goes for men and women. If you're dating somebody older, realize that age and years, regardless of where they are in status in life, gives them a, an additional. They have more years on you to get more wisdom. So if you shut up and listen. Now, mind you, I'm not saying blindly follow everything they yeah. say. Yeah. But you are going to learn something from somebody who's been on earth a little bit longer than right. you have. Right. Even a broken clock is just right twice a day. You yeah. get some wisdom from somebody yeah. on the corner. And, and if you got somebody that's worth the shit, like he said, they're going to try to pull you up and try to show you new things. You know, you, you're going to learn some, some better ways to do things in life. Um, physically, you're going to learn some, some better things that you should have and maybe you shouldn't have. Uh, hopefully, you're going to get introduced to a whole new set of people that you would never have got introduced to. That happens, that happens a lot. We we gonna talk about yeah. the, the you scenarios know, you get yeah. you get roped into. Yeah, I can, I can tell you some of the places that I've been. Yeah. you know, and the, and the people that I've been around that I would never have been around if I was dating people my age. Mm-hmm. You know, at those times and, and things that I've learned just from being quiet and just listening and just paying attention. You know, it's, it's so much to learn. So anytime I deal with somebody, it's like, oh, I would never date somebody older than me. It's like you have no idea of the learning experience that you're missing out on. You know, now I'm not saying you got to go get you like a gangster granny. You know. <laughs> but you can learn something from gangster grannies, too. Hey, hey. <laughs> you, you can learn a few things. You can, you can learn something from the gangster granny. Look, you he, know. I, no matter how, how, how hood they are, how if the education level doesn't match yours, meaning they didn't go to college or something else, there's always something to learn from people. And as long as you go into any relationship you have or trying to find out what it is you have to learn from somebody because mm-hmm. it could be for a season and then you've learned what you need to learn you need to move on Yeah, but shut up and listen for, for any size so I encourage yeah. you now I don't know we haven't asked you about your personal life so I don't know if you're dating anybody if you date older people uh, but if you haven't and you had the ability to date older people I'm telling you man if you have I don't know if you do you dating somebody right now I'm getting your shit right now okay Date older people. He's very single. Very single. So older ladies, if you want to stay at home husband, <laughs> our engineer, <laughs> our engineer, <laughs> our engineer, boy went straight there. Stay over here is looking for somebody with at least a fifteen hundred thread count on boy. a gypsy cotton seat. Man, <laughs> a gypsy cotton seats. 
matching he, matching dishes. That's it, matching dishes. He 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 a little dude. He don't eat a lot. Yeah. So you know, just just a little bit of stuff. You know, maybe you can you can put some you put put some meat on his bones. You know, y'all like yeah. put some meat on his bones. See, so grow a little bit. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Dress him. You dress him well and stuff like that. It's cool. Hey, it's like you know what this cat told me one day at work. He said, "Man, my rules is you don't date no woman that don't own a cast iron skillet." Mm. A condition. I was cast like, iron ooh. I was like, I didn't never think about it like that. She got to know how to season it before she yeah. cook it. If she ain't conditioned that, yeah, that skillet, you don't have no cast iron skillet. He's like, I can't, I can't mess with you. Hey, look. So here's, <laughs> I'm gonna give, fellas, <laughs> I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a cheat code on the other side. When you go into her house, make sure she had one. But here's a cheat code. So when you wash it, and you should have a cast iron skillet too, whether mm-hmm. you use it or not. Yeah. Just set it on your stove. Clean. Mm-hmm. Just set it on your stove. <laughs> yeah. And let them walk by it and see yeah. if they look at it and recognize it and know what to do with that. Yeah. Which is also the conversation Bane and I have too is, fellas, if you're single, uh, if you want if you want to see will somebody work, always keep some food that needs to be cooked. In your refrigerator. In your refrigerator. Always. You should always have breakfast food because that's the easiest thing to keep that don't go bad. Easiest thing. Keep something that can be cooked in your mm. refrigerator, and then you can tell whether or not it's somebody test, can cook, man. and if they and they, if they're willing to cook. Yeah, which is the other part. So I always keep something in there. I know we, you know, we have takeout, we got leftovers, we got all this other shit. Yeah, but keep, keep you something some cookable food. See, some cookable food in your house. So whenever y'all chilling. And maybe mm-hmm. y'all had a good night. Maybe y'all went to dinner some night. Y'all came home, went to sleep, did what you going to do, grown folk business. You yeah. wake up in the morning and the stomach growling. Yeah. And she say, hey, I'm hungry. You be like, I got some food in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. What you going to do? <laughs> that part. What That's you going to do? That's it. What you going to do? Or even when they chilling at the house, it's like, no, nah, hey, You can eat breakfast any time of day. That part. You know, we, we bachelors. Boy, eggs hey, and bacon hey, go a long way. Hey, Sausage hey, patties. Any, yeah. any time of the day. So yeah, key key tip from older dudes: always keep some food that's cookable in your house. It don't matter what it is. Yeah. If you're vegan or whatever, just keep and something. Tell you what, burn you a little sage be too, because of the good <laughs> hair, the, uh, the the natural hair chicks like that sage, man. They like that sage for some reason. <laughs> this guy <laughs> between you and your brother now playing on the different side of the fence. We are gonna talk about this. You know, burn that, that sage, you know. <laughs> It kills bacteria and, and warns off the evil get, spirits. Get the demons out. Get the demons out. Boy. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Soon I got all the comments, I'm going to slide. Yeah, I got all the comments, I'm going to slide. Get away from them dollar store incense. Yo. Um, how old are you? I don't know if we asked. Did we get your age? How old are you? 24. Oh, yeah, you a baby, baby. Okay, you like you like the other kid we had in here that's that's young. 24. Uh, that lived in euphoria life. Have you ever dated an uh, older person? Yes. Okay. How'd that go? Well, how old is older? First yeah, of all, yeah, uh, that's yeah, fair. What was the age gap? Yeah. How many years? Uh, about five. Okay, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's borderline. Yeah, that's, that's borderline. borderline. That's borderline. How'd it go? Was the experience positive, negative? If it was a scale of one to ten, one being the worst, ten being the best, what would you give the experience of dating an older person? I give it a seven. Okay. She was very okay. mature. Okay, no, all right, a seven. Oh, so shout out to you, young lady, whoever you are, because if you're five years older than him, you're still younger than us. Boy. So shout out, young lady, to whoever you are, a young man, a young person. I don't know how you identify. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I got to gotta be open. I didn't, I'm assuming, mm. uh, I'm assuming because of where we are. Right. You know, you're a heathen if you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I am delivered. There you we gotta, go. I, gotta, I just, <laughs> I want to be, you know, inclusive. I don't want to, I want to exclude everybody. But shout out to to, to that person that was mature, the water that helped fine. him along his path. 
Um, so that would you do it again? Wow. wow! Now we gotta talk. He gave now, it a seven. Now, now we gotta talk. No, he cool. Now we gotta talk. Why were you not cool? Why would you not do it again? You dated somebody, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't hear out now, she's twenty four years old. Dated somebody that was about five years older, so I make her twenty nine now. Not saying they dated now, but I'm just saying that's the age gap. Why would you not do it again? And he rated the experience a seven. He rated the experience and then said seven. he wouldn't do it again. So everybody else who's trying to date him, you got to be an eight and above because that's seven. Yeah, he ain't going e- back to not you particularly. Yeah, that experience yeah, yeah, got to be yeah, an eight yeah, or yeah, above. Yeah, yeah. He ain't got no type, but. Bad yeah. bitch is the only thing you like. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. so why would you not do it again if you rated it a seven? Because seven is pretty high. Because if, um, it's above average. You have, to, you have to reach a certain level um, of financial type of like uh, level. Okay. She was five years older than you and broke? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yo. Like she was still sleeping on the mattress on the floor? No. My feeling is <laughs> I just needed to kind of level up a little bit more. Oh, oh okay. you needed to level up a little more. Yeah. I figured that's how I, I wanted to put him on spot, but I figured. Now, did she going. tell you that, or did you just assume that? I assumed it. Okay. Because they have a certain different level of maturity, like where you have to have your stuff together. Yeah, because they end up dating us, and yeah, I get it. <laughs> but, but you know what, though, <laughs> we put pressure on y'all. This is the thing, though, <laughs> because this is coming from a cat. We, we put pressure on this y'all. This is coming from a cat that's been around, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sometimes, <laughs> if you have something that's decent, you have to get your mind will perpetuate or come up with things or create things that make you get out of it. Okay. To make you feel like maybe I don't need to be here because I'm not adequate to be in this situation. Okay. It's almost like work. Right. Like you can end up in a room with some people. It's like, why? Well, I'm not even supposed to be in this room with these type of people uh, at I got this you. level. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. So when you say that you feel like you had to financially be at a certain point Mm -hmm. some people don't care about that financial level and if they do they will help you reach that level yeah that don't mean that you shouldn't be there with that person Mm -hmm. so that's why i asked you if that's yeah that's why i asked you if it was you or if it was her yeah or if you were feeling that way because sometimes you just around that person is at a financial level Mm -hmm. and then you're around their friends and then you feel a certain kind of way because you feel like you don't belong in that group yeah but you have to realize that that group is not what dictates your relationship. It's that person. So uh, another way of, of saying it, and I, and I like the message Bain is putting out, another way of saying it is um, it's, it's what they say in, in sports a lot of times when you just win a regular season game. It's like act like you've been here before. So regardless of where you are in life or whatever your status is, there's always going to be somebody that's more fit than you, mm-hmm. that's more attractive than you, that has more money than you, that's funnier than you. But if you walk into the room and you act like you own that motherfucker, it's worth a lot, right? right. Uh, example, prime example of this in, in, in hip-hop is, uh, is Rick Ross, right? Rick Ross, fat dude, been fat the whole time, ain't always been rich. I but when know he, what a but when, was. But when he walk in the room, he'll walk in the room with his belly out mm-hmm. saying that he the boss. He came in the game saying, I'm the boss. And he treated it until his money caught up with his persona. Another story that I tell that I reference a lot, whether it's true or not, but I tell the story anyway, is the uh, the rapper T.I. when he was in a meeting with Jay-Z. At the time, Jay-Z was already super mogul. T.I. was coming up in the ranks with his first or second album. Jay-Z is, the story is Jay-Z had an expensive cigar, and he's smoking a cigar, and he offers an expensive cigar to T.I. And T.I. declines and was like, no, I got my own cigar. Now, mind you, T.I. pulls out like a black and mild, <laughs> and Jay-Z's probably smoking on a $100 cigar. But T.I. went in that room like, I'm comfortable with who I am and where yeah. I'm at. 
and I may not have what you have, but I'm going to get there. But I'm comfortable at the state that I'm exactly. at. I'm comfortable enough in my skin. He was comfortable enough to come out to say I'm the king of the South, right? And I just, you know, I do this, I do that. He's so the, the good thing about rappers and athletes in that, that time is they almost have an unhealthy amount of confidence. Right. Where, but but <laughs> yeah. sometimes. But you need it, though. When we're doing what you do. A lot of times you, you need it. You need because that level of confidence. Because you can't look like you don't have it. So also think of if you have somebody that's older that's taking the time to deal with you, they yeah. may see that in you. Yeah, that means you're there for a reason. Yeah, they may see that in you before you see it in you. And don't, and don't, and don't take yourself out the game just because mentally you're letting it get to you. Yeah, yeah. Now don't over, don't overreach, right? Don't do stuff that you can't do. Yeah. But, but you're there person, for a reason. You're there for a reason. And understand, that's like when you get a job that you may not think you qualify for, whether mm-hmm. you're in a room you may not. You're in there for yeah. a reason. Whether you, whether you meet a chick that's just so fine that you ain't never had a chick that fine before, you think she out of your league. That part. You there for a reason. It's something about you that part that she appreciates, and that's why you're there. Don't talk yourself out of it. Yeah, and it's important also not to compete with other people that you think you mm-hmm. should be competing with. So we we brought up the case about work uh, dating a chick that work out a lot. Yeah, right. If you go where she work out and you out of shape, and you see all these other dudes in here that's in ultra shape walking around trying to hit on your girl because they will hit on your girl in front of you. <laughs> they going to. They gonna hit on your girl in front of you. One is to test your G. Two is because yeah. they don't respect you anyway. Yeah, and they think they they better, but she's still there with you. So understand when you walk in mm-hmm. there, you got to walk in there like apparently she been around y'all all these years working out. And guess where she at? And right guess where she at? Guess what <laughs> she, she doing? She, she over here. So I'm doing something right. Guess y'all what not, she So riding. I ain't worried about y'all. Now I get in here and I work out with my lady because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But you're not competition to me, apparently, because otherwise she'd be over there with you. Yeah. Right. Just now. Don't, don't talk yourself out don't of something. Out of. Don't talk yourself out of something good. <laughs> I'm going to flip on that because that goes to something else. Well, I like it. You know where I'm going. Sometimes you got to talk yourself out of something good. <laughs> But we're talking about something in general right now. Well, that's a different conversation right there. It's, it's, it's two conversations. It's two conversations. Yeah, that's a whole different it's two conversation conversations right that come from this. One is sometimes you gotta talk sometimes yourself. You gotta talk yourself. But the other good. one is for men, especially sometimes. <laughs> and this conversation that may be, and I'm not saying this is your situation, but it may have been your situation. Is also. Don't talk yourself out of it, right? It's, like it's don't ego. talk yourself out of pussy. It's, it's, it's an ego thing, man. It's it's like the conversation we have with with you see a, you see a guy out. We see him. We people watch. So we go out and maybe a dude at the bar with a nice young lady. Look, they having a good time. She's giving them signals, mm-hmm. and he continues to drag the night out. Yeah, and the yeah, longer he, he none of the them. longer he drag it out, the longer he gives himself an opportunity to talk himself, talk out, himself of out of it. She already decided in her head. Already made up. She showed mind. up. This is what was gonna happen. All you had to do was mm-hmm. shut up. She rubbing him on his back, all kind way. of stuff, and he just sitting there like, uh, "Ride the way." Uh, so you you want another drink? Yeah. And I said on time, I'm looking at man. We sitting there. It's like, fam, check please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay your bill, fam. Get, get the tab. Pay, Pay your the bill. tab and go home. Because by yeah. the time y'all leave here, either she gonna yeah. be too drunk to do something, or you yeah. gonna be too you drunk to do something. Slam it and go yeah. to home. Or you out. gonna say something crazy? Yeah. <laughs> she gonna be considered. Yeah. So know when it's time, know when to hold them, and know, know when to fold them. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So understand that when you won, you won. That's Don't it. overextend shit. <laughs> so. yeah, but then when, you, when you're in situations, and, and that's the only reason I asked if it was you or hers, in life period, if something is happening to you, it's for a reason. 
don't let yourself get in your head and talk yourself out of it. Yeah. You know. Now, granted, in some situations we get in, you need to talk yourself yeah. out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and in some situations. But for the most part, we're talking about just in general in life, you're there for a reason. And the other learn part, from it. The other part about your story, too, is you, you did learn something about yourself, too, where you may have seen her and then it may have stoked oh, you. Um, I think it was actually three years instead of five. Okay, well, then y'all were y'all yeah, the same y'all age. Close. Y'all the same age. Yeah, y'all the same age. Well, the other scenario of that, too, is the person that you were dating, what you took out, what I hear you may have taken out of it is, I still have another level that I haven't reached yet, yeah. and I want to go reach. So it may even be just a fuel to the fire. It's motivation. Oh, see, oh it's motivation. Yeah. Oh, they doing this? Oh, I could do that. And then you go back and you refocus and you do what you need to do. Yeah. And then you say, but if I say if you if you continue that path, it's always going to be another bar, bro. That's it. Always You're going to always bar. see something. You're going to be always. in your 30s. You're going to be the chick in her 40s. You're going to talk about going on vacation. She's going to tell you about the time she was on the yacht with a billionaire, bro. Like, yeah. it's going to be like that, fam. It's like, look, it's going to be a level eventually like, where it's you're going like, to talk to somebody that's like <laughs> been out. to every country yeah. and done everything. Yeah. And you just sitting there like I don't know why you're here with me, yeah, really. Yeah. So, but you don't say it out loud. Yeah. So you want to you, you want to go to Surfside? You want to go to Calvary? Yeah. Like, you gonna go to Kima? Bro, <laughs> I can tell. Doing? I can tell you. I can't tell you how many times I've just walked into a room like I was a shit. Oh, I can. And by the end of the <laughs> night, it's people like, "Hey, man, who was that dude?" Everywhere. Hey, and it's all kind of people in this place. It's everywhere. Hey, who was that dude over there? You know who was that? Because I just walk in and I'm 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 gonna make you respect me. Period. So you put some respect on it. It's my, gonna it's, make you respect it's me. It's my brother, man. Just, you know I what just, I mean? <laughs> I'm just when, when I walk in, you gonna know I'm in this piece. Every right, every you gonna one. know who I'm with. I'm not gonna cower. I'm not gonna try to hide. It's like I'm here. No, this this is what it is. And and that's what I like about. Um, and I tell people I call them my brothers, and they always ask today. I said, no, I'm only child. I said, but you know, I have some close friends. I call them my brothers. That's what I like about my about my my group, my peer group, my brothers. And hopefully, you have somebody in your circle like that. Is uh, at your age, you probably gonna have to weed out people for the next 15 years. Boy, yeah, it takes but time. We've gotten to the point time. now where we have a set of. It doesn't matter who you look at. We all walk in the room like we that dude. Yeah. I do yeah. it. Bang do it. Socks Sox. does it. Joker Joke. does it. Dub does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuller does it even Fuller. though he walks in with Mrs. Fuller. Yeah, Both yeah, of them yeah, walk yeah. in. Both of them walk in like they the shit. Sway, a.k.a. Three Sway, Sway walk in. Sway walk in like his music and dub <laughs> yeah. shit flying like over his head. Floating. He ain't even walking. He yeah. just floating yeah. in. Yeah, he float in. Uh, 170 pounds. Yeah. Float. Shout out to Sway. Part yeah. of has the wind blowing him because yeah. he's like, yeah, he's his ass. I, 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 I am I, I am it is great for me and us to to now we found kind of that group where we're all that super confident when we walk in the room and we're not yeah. competing with each other. Exactly. Not doing any of that stuff. But not about shitting on somebody no, else. No, but when we show up and, and look and mind you, the way you see us, the way you see us today is how we go out. Yeah. We ain't I well, we dress up twice a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. To go Maybe out, that. yeah, like we we in t shirts or sweats mm-hmm. now. Shorts. Suede is gonna dress up no matter what happens. Three shirts, boy. He's Three still shirts. the same size as mannequins. Yeah, uh, that boy got on a t shirt, <laughs> a collar shirt, a sweater, and he might have a jacket on on the outside. Yeah, 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 all that stuff, man. And then he got the, then he got the skinny jeans tucked inside the boots. Yeah, so little, little ass express shopping. Just, hey, I man. hate these motherfuckers. Hey, he wear all the stretchy shirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, we all walk in with that confidence, which is what I like about the group that I have is we don't have to worry about. And you may have to go through with people. We've had folks in the circle before that's tried to compete with us, yeah. tried to one up us, tried to go behind our back on some stuff yeah. and say some stuff. Boy. But we got a group now that's pretty solid. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's dope. And that's, and that's the thing is you, 
it takes time in life to 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 whittle people out of your life that's not there to see you do well and not there to be happy when you do well. Mm-hmm. And it takes times, you know, I've been seeing this thing was going around saying like sometimes you just got to kind of separate the chairs at your table. Sometimes you got to take them out. I've yeah. seen that like five times this week, yeah. you know. And it's when you get to that point where you know everybody is there because you care about each other and you want to see each other do good, that's a great place to be when you reach that point in life. It's a great place to be. Because you're not worried about it anymore. You're not worried about the people that you're out with. You're not worried about them, like you said, talking shit behind your back, you know, or telling people this or that or or, or trying to, you know, step in front of you when you're trying to get something accomplished. Everybody here is trying to push you to be better at whatever it is that you do. That's it. And anything we say behind your back, we say to your face. Boy, you ain't got to worry about Sometimes that. Sometimes a little too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little no, too much. You got to worry about that. We say it to your face. Um, so with that, I want to mention one more thing that came to me that I've been having conversations about, and I had a feeling, and then we'll we'll close out the, yeah. the podcast on it. Um, so at times, I'm not a very – artistic person by design i came up you know i got an engineering background and stuff like that but my art my canvas is different so my canvas is my brain and the ideas that i come up with and so every once in a while um i go places solo and i'll mm-hmm. smoke a stick and i drink but sometimes that's when i just stare off in in you know in a space that's yeah. the time where i come up with the best ideas so this Sunday was a good day. I fired off several different emails, the business ideas, the people that were just coming. It was just the creative juices were flowing, which is good for me. But here's what I what I thought about. I am learning in my year 40 going on 41. I am learning the most about myself and life and what is capable right now at 40. Like I'm learning the most that I have mm-hmm. in life. I feel in life, I feel, and here's what I'm, I'm learning. It's not. I still. I read. I read books. I read a lot of books. Um, I look at stuff that's educational. But for the most part, um, I have put myself in position to be in rooms where I wouldn't normally be in. Like we were talking about that conversation of being in the right room, where just even being in rooms with people allows me to soak up so much more information. Right. Even if they're not talking directly to you. Right. Um, to be specific. Because I don't like being vague. I want to give people very direct things of what we're doing. Uh, we're members of cigar lounges and other places that you go to. There's some networking you know, events and all that stuff. But there are always rooms, whether it's a country club, whether it's a cigar lounge, whether it's certain restaurants. There's always rooms where, uh, for lack of a better term, the movers and the shakers are. Mm-hmm. And where the conversation is mostly about business. It's not about frivolous stuff. The rooms I've been in this week, nobody talked about the fucking Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. Because nobody cared. Nobody talked about it in those rooms that I was in. Yeah, because it don't make money. No, no, it was about business for the most part. And then there's other rooms that are in that's, that's business and politics. And by politics, it's not the shit that's on TV. It's more pointed where who's the next person running for office and who are we going to endorse so mm-hmm. that we can get the benefits for them people being in office. Yeah. So it's very directed political conversations. And I important things and i want to urge you guys if 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 you are listening to this podcast and you are not in that space uh the sunday fun days always be there the happy hours always be there the frivolous shit you watch on tv is always be there but the Mm -hmm. sooner you can get into rooms with the people that are actually successful the better you will be and the more that you'll learn by just soaking up information by just listening to it 
It's a lost art. Listening is a lost art. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's lost because it's not taught. No. It's, it's not no, taught. You're the, right the, about the that. The art of listening is not taught enough, especially to our people. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, our people are praised for being loud yeah. and being arrogant yeah. and all these other things that make them stand out. Mm-hmm. It's not taught to, you know, you hear parents tell kids to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. But the art of being an adult and having that ability to listen and not have to be that person in the room that's standing out or have to be talking or you just saying something because you got to one up somebody else. That art's not taught. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, the, the art of how to listen uh, is not taught. So here's the best thing about what I'm what I'm referring to. Um, I can be in these rooms and I can listen to conversations without feeling the need to interject, mm-hmm. without feeling the need to insert myself. And what I may do in these conversations is while they're talking about things, I'm Googling things. So if mm-hmm. they say a term or a word that I don't know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll Google it or I'll make a note to go back and look at it and read and then figure out. That way, when I do want to enter the conversation, I have some sort of background, but I still a- ask questions at certain scenarios like, hey, how did you start? Where did you get there? What are you passionate about? Could you tell me some more about that? Because one thing that successful people like to do when they're in their safe space is talk about themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. would tell you, yeah. they love to talk oh, yeah. about themselves if you are in one of their safe spaces. Yeah. And yeah. they want to tell you how successful they are and how they got there. And they'll yeah. tell you everything. But here's why they, and here's another thing I want to make sure that you guys understand. And it's another conversation I was listening to a, I think it was Steve Harvey uh, on a podcast. However you feel about him, uh, he dropped some gems. However you feel about him, he was on a podcast called Earn Your Leisure. Um, but it was a very good interview. And what he said was he had, he wanted to set up a meeting with Rob Smith, uh, which is one of the few black billionaires um, in the United States. And Rob Smith gives you 30 minutes. When your 30 minutes starts, they tell you there's a person that comes to the room and say you're on. And when 30 minutes is up, he gives a signal and then you out. Mm-hmm. Right. So he went in and he thought he was only going to get 30 minutes. He flew to Rob Smith's home just for a 30 minute conversation with dude. Mm-hmm. And he said that 30 minute conversation turned into seven hours, which Man. doesn't normally happen. And he asked, um, he had a house manager, Rob Smith did. And so Steve asked the house manager, hey, how did this happen? Because I thought I only had 30 minutes. And the response was simple. He talked to you for seven hours because you didn't ask him for money. Because mm-hmm. most people come and ask him for money. Right. So here's what happened. If you go into the room and you don't have an ask for money, Right. And they feel like you've done enough to be in the room. They'll yeah. be more comfortable talking to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they're more likely to give you game than money anyways. Yeah. That's natural. Yes. And, so, you know, it's, and it's funny because my life, I'm 41 going on 42. And I feel like I'm in a transitional stage. Mm-hmm. It's odd because it's not a bad transitional stage, but it just feels like. It's almost like an odd creature in like some fucked up cocoon and you don't know what's coming out of it. Which is exactly the type of shows you watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the type mm-hmm. of shit I watch. Yeah. yeah. It's like you don't know what's happening. It's like you know something is happening, but mm-hmm. what's happening I'm not sure of. Yeah. I just know a lot of shit is just changing. Mm-hmm. You know, the level's changing, weight's changing. Just everything is just different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's like a matrix or something. It's like I have no fucking clue what's going on, but something is going on. Yeah. You know, and it's weird because when you don't know for sure, you don't know where to put all your energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just taking things one at a time. 
and you're just doing them and completing them, and then you go to the next one, and then you see where this where it stack. You see how it stacks up. You mm-hmm. see where it's going, and then hopefully it starts to show you. Yeah, you know what it is. So it's it's an odd place to be, and it's weird because I haven't been here in so long. Mm-hmm. You know, not like this. It's just like it's a, it's really like a place of I'm not sure, but it's not a bad place. So I'm not upset or bothered by it. Yeah. But I still don't know where it's going, so it still leaves room for a lot of thoughts and a lot of questioning. So let me ask you a question of that, and um, and I'll pose it as a question, not a statement. But we've talked about being in these places before, mm-hmm. but now, do you feel like you're better prepared to handle the discomfort? You know, I think I am, and the reason is because before in my life, when I would get here, I'd be trying to force it to go somewhere. Okay. Instead of just letting it ride. Mm-hmm. And just saying, okay, I'm here for a reason. This doesn't mean I slack off on a whole lot of stuff and just let it ride. It means I focus on the things that I know I need to get done, and I let the rest of the picture fall into place. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully as, as things start to fall, then I can see where it's going, and now I can focus on that. And then do whatever else I have to do to get there. Yeah. But before, you know, when I was a little younger, when I would get in this place, I'd be lost. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I have to know where I'm going. I have to know what I'm doing. I have to know the direction that I'm that I'm going towards because a lot of times in life the direction you're going dictates the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. It's like working out. If you want to lean out, you got to do these things to make these decisions. If right. you want to put on weight, if you're getting ready for a fight, these are the things you got to do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you fall into this area where not that life is bad, but you're just in a transitional period and you don't know exactly the direction that you're going. So you can't you don't know where exactly to put forth your your energy and your and your and your time and your management. Yeah. So you just have to look at it on the you have to bring it down to a smaller scale mm-hmm. and say, okay, I know these things I can put time and effort into because this is the things that I need to do or things that I'm interested in, and then you see where they go, and then they, hopefully they start to narrow down. So it's a it's, it's a different place. It, it's good that. Your past experience that made you more comfortable being uncomfortable. And another thing that I'll say to that note, but slightly a tangent is um, fear and failure are important to growth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I was listening to another interview and I listen to more interviews of people um, trying to get some good inside information. on there was an A-Rod interview that happened on, an, on another podcast that I listened to. And if you know Alex Rodriguez, former baseball player, uh, Hall of Famer, um, he had some of the largest contracts in baseball history, 250 million, 300 million, whatever it was. Uh, He came from a poor family, poor background. Um, But he said, you know, for him, some of the business decisions he made, because now he's um, what would be called a quote unquote mogul with real estate properties and he owns Mm -hmm. part of a basketball team. He did. He operated a lot out of fear. Because he said when he when he got in the league, he looked at numbers and you can hear him talking. You can tell that he's not he's not, you know, you can tell he's not really a book educated by the way he speaks. You can kind of pick up mm-hmm. on some stuff. But he was smart enough to ask questions. He said, look, the average baseball player's career when he got in the league was five years. So he thought he was spent five years. I'm going to run out of money, right? Or the money's going to stop coming in, and then I may be broke in a few years. So a lot of the investments he started making was out of fear. Right. Even though he yeah. had one of the longest, most lucrative careers, but he was afraid of going broke because so many athletes go yeah. broke. So he looked at numbers, and he made some decisions out of fear, which put him in a better position. Yeah. Uh, another point that he made was about failure, saying that he's one of the leaders in, in, in Major League Baseball history in home runs, but he also ranks fifth in strikeouts. 
Mm-hmm. So he had to miss a lot of balls yeah, to hit a to lot of balls the other goal. To, to get the other goal. So understand too that it's not it's not wrong or uncommon or make or makes you weak if you feel fear or if you fail. Yeah, because you need those two to grow. The successes don't make you grow as much. So I just wanted to make those yeah. two points. The last point that I'll make on this, and then we'll start wrapping up, is um, I had uh, a former employee that I worked for, older gentleman, real cool guy. He had two sons that he was bringing along the family business. One son, when I got there, was thirty. The other one's thirty-two. Um, I was older than the sons at the time, and when I when I went into the situation, I was a little hesitant. I was like, because I was being interviewed by the thirty-year-old. And he had a 32-year-old that was also in charge of stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is a 30-year-old going to interview me about in some shit that I've been doing for longer than he's been a professional, mm-hmm. right? But I, to, to, to their credit, very fucking impressive people. Mm-hmm. When I talked to them, I was like, oh, you, you different. Both of y'all yeah. are different. So a lot of times when people are parents, you see one kid that's different, but you don't see two that's different, right? <laughs> yeah. You see one that's okay, one is you. different and one's a fuck up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But both of these guys are different, and so I, I asked him, and and part of it was in the interview and after, I said, well, I was hesitant because of the age difference between me and the people that I see you have running your company, and you. I said, so how did you get there? Because I looked at their backgrounds. It wasn't like they had gotten PhDs or anything else. Mm. And he basically said, you know, because I think he raised them for the most part as a single father. And that's a different story. He was like, I, all I did was every day I came home, I just talked to him about business. Because that's mm. what I did all day. Right. So I had business conversations with my kids younger so that when we have conversations now older, they understand the full picture yeah, right. of yeah. everything. Because I've been talking about here's how it is as I'm running my business and my companies. Yeah. Here's what you need yeah. to worry about. He's been giving him his experience. He's been giving him experience, the whole time. which a lot of us don't get until we go to college and pay for it. Because they don't think you, and, and if you do have parents, it's worth the shit, mm-hmm. but they don't think you're going to understand or they don't yeah. think you can comprehend. Right. You right. Know. So if parents out there, whatever, whatever you do for a living, don't be afraid to talk to your kids about what you do, exactly what it means yeah. Um, you know what it what it means in a grander scheme of things because you are educating them and you're giving them something that most institutions don't give them schools yeah. don't give them that it's not in a curriculum unless you pay for it but there's a lot of game you can just give your, your kids if you actually just talk to them as adults as adults if you That's talk the to them if you as talk to adults. them as adults and even if they don't understand it or they don't respond to you in kind they're still hearing things that are consistent yeah. they're yep. hearing things and it goes back to stuff that they've seen to this day i didn't understand it but i used to work quote unquote for my grandfather back when i was young uh elementary school and i still remember answering phones and and him having him telling me a certain way he wanted me to answer the phone and him giving me the process of when you answer the phone ask them this write this down take this information down give it to me like there was a process in there that i still remember i remember him having employees i remember some protocol around the shop i go on summertime i go sometime with my dad to work right so i'm over in you know the little lounge area but i'm still watching him and i'm listening to him on the phone I'm mm-hmm. listening to him make sales calls, and watching him go in the back. But like I said, as a kid, you don't really process what that means. But as an adult, I can go right. back and look at yeah. that and it's stuck with me so I can go retain it. So parents, don't be afraid to talk to your kids actually about your day. Not yeah. just about their day, but just start talking about yeah. your day. And not just straight watered down versions. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like take time to, to tell them and explain things to them. Yeah. 
tell them the why. Tell them the why you have yeah. a difficult relationship with your boss or exactly. a coworker. And that's what I, that's exactly what I say. If you're yeah. pissed off, tell them why. Explain to them why you're pissed off. Mm-hmm. Don't just come home angry. No. Explain to them why you're pissed off because yes. sooner or later they're going to be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And then they can say, you know what? I remember when my dad or my mom was like that. Yes. And this is how they handled it. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you're having a good day or whatever it is that you do, if you're an accountant, explain to them stuff. Yeah, because kids pick up on stuff. They pick up when Quick. what what makes your day good. They pick up on what makes your day bad. They pick up when you're sad, when you're happy. Yeah. And what's missing a lot. And I gave this feedback to some people that were asking me some questions about businesses. What means a lot to people is explaining the why. Yeah. It's not always in the forefront of our brain when we're telling people to do things to explain the why. Yeah. We get we go too fast to telling you to do it and do it this way and do as I say, not as I do. But we never explain the why. And the why is what's going to stick with people the most. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing, too, is the why is what keeps me from having to tell you a second time and a third time. It's because you understand the why. So now you can apply that to another situation. Yes. Yep. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And see, that's my thing. Is in relationships, I've always been big on the why. Mm-hmm. And the reason I've always been big on the why is because the why is what allows us to make better decisions in similar situations as we go down the line. Because you have an understanding and I have an understanding of how each other thinks. It's not just don't bring Mike this glass because this glass is red. <laughs> Bane don't like red glasses, so don't bring red glasses. Mm-hmm. No, it's I don't like this particular glass, and this is the reason why I don't like this glass. Right. So now you understand why. So now you're not going to bring me glasses that have similar attributes mm-hmm. because you have an understanding of my thought process. Yeah, and it will save you some frustration when people yeah, do exactly. it wrong. If you just say, bring me something, right? Bring me a cup that does this when you really want that. If you explain the why everybody will be better off so that's where i want to end it we talked a little bit about some stuff we'll get into stuff that we're watching on the next next podcast we've been here a little bit long so i want to make sure you guys get to wherever you are you probably listen to this on your commute so shout out to everybody that's been supporting us our views have been going up on uh, on youtube continue to share us on apple on spotify wherever you listen to it on anchor uh we appreciate the support uh we do this one because it's therapeutic for us but we do this so that maybe we have a conversation that you don't have with your friends or that mm-hmm. you may want to have. There's a lot of single mothers that listen to the podcast and they may want to play this back for their kids. I tell people all the time, I said, this is these podcasts for me specifically is kind of, you know, kind of like books or series that my son can go back and listen to when he's older. And he can go see what his old man was like when he was, a, you know, when he was a toddler. Um, he doesn't have to miss those stories. He can go back. Mm-hmm. And this is my encyclopedia. to start telling more stories. Then. Tell more stories. This is my. <laughs> <laughs> this is an encyclopedia to him, right? So this is a version of me talking to him if I talked to him I talked to him directly. But there's also some stuff that I might just not mention. That right. He can go back and listen to this. He can go back and listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube and say, Hey, there's no ambiguity about who your old man was, you know, when you were younger. There's no ambiguity yeah. there. You yeah. see you see what's here. And as yeah, my it's, son it's open, book. Book. it's open book. This is what you what you see is what you get. So you, your uncle Bane's over here too. You get to get that. Yeah. You got socks on here for a couple of podcasts. Yeah. You get to see what's going socks, on, baby. Uh, so shout out to everybody that's listening. Rate us, like us, review us, share us with people. Give us feedback if you hear the podcast and you hear something that touches you. Uh, send us a note if you hear the podcast and hear something that pisses you off. I don't care. Mm. Uh, 
feel free to comment on on instagram you know at whiskey therapy podcast we show it on on the bottom of the screen all the time too man you can always reach out to us and let us know if there's something you want to talk to other than that me and bane fat asses we got to go eat something well i'm starving Uh, soak up some of this man whiskey therapy we are out peace easy